Lord God, we thank you that this morning, whether we stand on the mountaintop or in the valley, we can declare the name of Jesus. Regardless of our earthly perspective this morning, you are on the throne. And so no matter what, Lord, no matter what situation or circumstance we find ourselves in this morning, we can declare the powerful name of Jesus over that situation. Lord, we thank you that there is power in your name and that when we speak it out, that when we declare the name of Jesus into the atmosphere, things change. And so God, this morning, united here in the room at Locksport in Yarram and online, we declare the name of Jesus. We say that you reign above our situation. You reign above our circumstance. Lord, you reign in our families and in our schools and in our workplaces. Lord, you reign. The powerful name of Jesus, we declare it over all this morning. We speak it out over our community, over those in need, over those who don't know you yet. God, we declare the powerful name of Jesus, whether we find ourselves this morning in the valley or on the mountaintop. God, we can set our eyes on you and have a new perspective. God, we thank you. We thank you for how you were moving in this place this morning. God, we thank you how you were moving across the region this morning. We thank you, God, and we trust you and we follow you, our good, good shepherd. God, we give you glory this morning for for all that you have done and all that you are yet to do, for how deeply you loved us and all that Christmas reveals to us of that. In the powerful name of Jesus, we pray this morning. Amen. Amen. Good morning, church. You can take a seat. Thank you, band. Beautiful worship this morning. Hi, everyone. Thanks, Lex. There's a couple of enthusiastic hellos. Dell, love it. Um, it's Christmas. Who's like, yeah, Lauren, we get it. You love Christmas. Every time you get up here, you tell us how much you love Christmas. We've got it. You love Christmas. Can't help it. I just love Christmas. So excited. It's, how many sleeps till Christmas? Does anyone know? 14? 14? All the kids are in kids' church. I'm sure they would all be able to confidently tell me exactly how many sleeps. Anyway, it's an exciting amount of sleeps. It's almost there. My advent calendar is getting less and less things in it. We're almost, almost there. And then suddenly it'll be the middle of 2023 because that's what happens, right? Like we have Christmas and then it's the middle of the next year. That's how it feels anyway, doesn't it? Hey, um, I have something I have to tell you this morning before we dive into the Word and that is the, is the 10 Kate's last Sunday morning with us this morning. That is devastating, devastating news. Uh, if, if you know the 10 Kates, then you know that that's devastating news. And if you don't know the 10 Kates, then uh, let me tell you, in the way that uh, we always feel when incredible people leave our community, they're going to leave a hole. They're going to leave space in our community. They've been serving in kids' ministry. Uh, Mike plays drums. Karen's on our council. They are incredible, uh, faithful, church-building, Jesus-loving people, and they're going to leave a big hole in our community. So we love you. We'll be praying for you, and uh, we're devastated to see you go. So if you haven't, uh, now today is your opportunity to tell them how much you appreciate them and all that they have done for us in their season here. Uh, We love you guys. Um, Come back soon, okay? Christmas, we're going to get into it. Are you ready? Nobody's ready. Nobody's, who's actually finished their Christmas shopping? Like, who's actually proper ready for Christmas? Anyone? Oh, one. One proper ready for Christmas. I normally am very organised. I have hardly started this year. Just not feeling organised for Christmas at all. Excited, but not, not organised at all. Um, 
I'm very excited to be here this morning. I love Christmas, we know. I love uh, everything about Christmas. I love Easter. And as uh, Pastor Steve sort of hinted to this morning, uh, Christmas really leads us beautifully toward Easter. It sets us on the journey to Easter. In fact, Pastor Steve's son said to me during this week, Christmas is sort of like Easter part three. It's like the prequel or, you know, like episode one and two, and then you go back for the prequel that Christmas is to Easter. Um, It's such a special time that we get to come uh, and celebrate the birth of Jesus. But I do find it a stressful time to preach because... I was saying to uh, Rochelle this morning, how do you bring something profound or uh, new or different about Christmas? What what, uh, wisdom is there? How do do we engage with the Christmas story afresh each year? And uh, it got me reflecting about a sermon, my very first Christmas sermon, which I preached in December of 2020. And I remember it because... 2020 was a time, right? And, uh, and I preached my very first Christmas message and I thought, that's it, nailed it. I don't think I ever want to do another, another Christmas message. But I was reflecting on that, that message this week and it got me thinking, it got me thinking about, because uh, that message was about the traditions of Christmas and, and the, the nativities that we see in the shopping centres and, and that kind of uh, Christmas and what scripture tells us about Christmas and the birth of Jesus and what that was like. And it got me wondering about um, what things in the birth of Jesus have I never questioned? And so this morning we're going to, the the title that I put on the top of my message is While Shepherds Watched. Because I don't know about you, but it has never occurred to me, maybe this is just like Lauren, seriously, but it has never occurred to me to ask, why were the shepherds there? I mean, like I know they were there, and they turned up and they came and the angels sang and like, we know that. Even, like, even people outside of, of church could tell you that. It's in a lot of the, ca- the Christmas carols, you know, the angels come and they sing and then the shepherds come and they see the baby Jesus. And, but like, why? Why the shepherds? Of all the people that could have been the first to arrive after the birth of Jesus, why was it the shepherds? Because we have to confidently assume that God intended it to be that way. He chose the shepherds to be the first to arrive. So why? What is it about the shepherds? Uh, and so we're going to ask some questions this morning about the shepherds. First, I'm gonna, we're going to do a little bit of context because uh, we don't live in Bible times. And any of you sheep farmers? Ooh, there was a tentative almost hand there. I'm not a sheep farmer. Sheep are cool though. Sheep are very, very cool. Whenever we have sheep in the, in, in the back paddock, uh, Jack, who takes care of the sheep, always takes me out there to have a look at them because I love them. I'm like, I'm 30 years old now, but still, like, take me out to see the sheep, Jack. Like, I love it. Uh, but I, didn't really, I don't really know that much about sheep farming, and I certainly don't know that much about sheep farming in, in this time, in the time of the birth of Jesus. And so we're going to look at some context stuff, if you love that kind of thing, about what might have been lost in the... Uh, in, in the translation over 2,000 years and some cultural context. And then we're going to ask some questions about why it matters. Why does it matter? So let's read it first. In Luke uh, chapter 2, verse 8, this is, this is where we read about, uh, about the shepherds. And there were shepherds. This is, yeah, verse 8, I said that, yeah? And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flock at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. 
I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in cloth and laid in a manger. And suddenly, a great heavenly host appeared with angels praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to all those whom his, on, all, on whom his favour rests. And when the angels had left them and gone to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. I love Luke. Luke's so, like, when you read Luke, he's very, like, uh, and then this happened, and then that happened, and then the next thing that happened, like, we didn't read it this morning, but when he talks about the birth of Jesus, he's like, yeah, anyway, and then Jesus was born, and that's, like, the whole sentence, like, Mary gave birth to the child. And then this happened, and, the, like, man, if childbirth was one sentence, that'd be a treat. <laughs> Love how Luke tells stories. Anyway, so they hurried off. Like, if I was, a, I don't know, if I was the shepherds, would you be like, all right, let's go then? That would not be my vibe at all. I'd be like... What just happened? Nah, just they saw and they, and they thought, yeah, let's go off to Bethlehem and see what the Lord has told us. And so they hurried off and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had happened, had been told to them about this child. And when all heard it, they were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which, they, which were just as they had been told. Okay, so three things this morning. What do we not understand due to our cultural context? Why the shepherds? And what encouragement or challenge do we take from it? Like, why does it matter that we dig into this? Why the shepherds? So, the first question, why the shepherds? Or, or yeah, so why the shepherds? I didn't know that much about shepherds. Oh, no. What don't we know about shepherds? Thank you, Beck. Now I feel like I have to explain. What you can't see is that I can see the next question on the back screen so that I stay on track. Sorry, I read the wrong question. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> what don't we know about shepherds? So, other than the fact that they were at the birth of Jesus, tick, I know that. There they were. I don't know that much uh, else about, about shepherds. So, at, th- at that time... Uh, it was a very common job. There was a bit of a like population boom, and animal agriculture is was a big thing. Lots of people uh, were doing that job. Uh, the other question I wanted to know the answer to was why sheep. Um, I was talking about this with someone this morning. Sheep because it's not a very uh, green, lush place, and sheep are like clever little things. Like they go to where the green is, and they're like, "Oh, there's a little bit of green. I'll have that little bit of green, and I'll have that little bit of green, and I'll have that little bit." Where like cattle or probably need like a a more of a grazing situation so like sheep because it makes sense for the environment Uh, it was a common job and it was often done by like young boys so if you had a family of a lot of brothers it was like not the job that people wanted to do so the youngest brother often got the job like it was like the low job like if you were doing that job you were not the favorite son you were out uh all day, most of the night, with the sheep. It wasn't uh, a highly looked upon upon job. And actually, we see that in Scripture, right? We see David as the youngest brother out in the field with the sheep. So, like, what a, what a journey for David to go from the lowest, worst job that nobody wants to do out with the sheep in the paddock to the king. What a, what a trajectory. What a transition for David. Uh, 
at this sort of time of this, the story of the birth of Jesus, it's probably like springtime, and that's a pretty busy time uh, for, for the shepherds. Uh, they're, they're working long days and long nights as well. I actually found um, this description from uh, Easton's Bible Dictionary, and it's like a day in the life of a shepherd. That's how it reads to me, hashtag day in the life. If you're on TikTok or you watch Instagram reels, it would be like, you know, like a few like short second clips of like, and then I did this today, and then I did this today, and then I did this. This is like a day in the life of a shepherd. It is hard and unglamorous work. I'm going to read it to you. It says this, in the early morning, he leads the flock from the fold, marching at its head to the spot where they were to be pastured. And here he watches them all day, taking care that no sheep strays. And if any for a time eludes his watch, and wanders away from the rest. Seeking diligently, he finds and brings them back. In those lands, sheep require to be supplied regularly with water, and the shepherd, for this purpose, has to guide them to some running stream or to wells dug into the wilderness. And at night, the flock is brought home to the fold, and he counts them as they pass under the rod at the door to assure himself that none are missing. And nor are his labours ended with sunset. Often he has to guard them through the night, through the dark hours, so they're not attacked by wild beasts or the wily attempts of a prowling thief. It's a job that never, ever stops. The shepherds are faithful and hardworking and diligent. And especially at this sort of time, uh, they are just with their sheep all the time. They're caring for their sheep. They're protecting their sheep. And so that's where we find probably these young men uh, in the field watching their flock, protecting their flock is what they're doing when the angels appear to them. There you go. A, little, a few facts about shepherds. So why the shepherds? Why, why does it matter that these young men uh, are some of the first to arrive after the birth of Jesus? Why, why the shepherds? Because... Um, <clears throat> Many of you will know, some of you know, that uh, the, the nativity that we see of the shepherds and the kings, like that moment probably didn't happen because it took the kings like two, maybe three years to arrive. The shepherds, though, they were there right away. They saw baby Jesus laid, uh, wrapped in cloth and laid in a manger. So why, why the shepherds of all people? Of all people, why were they the ones that God brought first to witness the birth of Jesus? Because God picked them. He chose these young men who, who had the least glamorous job, uh, who were sitting in a field, probably just having a chat, watching their sheep. He chose them to be the first to witness it. And I think there's a few reasons. The first is to display that the love of God is for all people. To display that uh, the good news of the birth of Jesus is for all people. Uh, the lowest job, the most common of men. All people uh, this news is good for all, all people. It tells us something about what God values right away. Jesus is born, and right away, God is showing value to, uh, to all people of all, all kinds of walks of life. He, he doesn't appear, the kings don't get there first. The religious leaders don't come to worship Jesus. It, it's not, uh, let's start at the top and tell the good news this way. It's, let's start at the bottom. Let's start at this kind of like grassroots level. Let's begin uh, with just the common man who really needs to hear this good news. And like the shepherds, so beautifully and just excitedly are like, this is amazing. 
It's exactly what the angel told us. It's exactly what the Lord told us. And they just can't help themselves. They go out and they start talking about it with people. They go and they start sharing this good, good news of Christmas because they can't contain it. They can't keep it to themselves. And they don't see it as something to be used to manipulate or, or to control where perhaps some of the religious leaders or the kings or may have, have seen it that way, right? The shepherds are just like, this is amazing news. And they get out there and they start, they start spreading the news and they start telling people. So right away we see the message of Christmas to be one of, this is a story for everyone and it is very good news. It is very good and exciting news. And the second sort of reason uh, that really stands out is it foreshadows this idea of a good shepherd, right? So we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but in oral traditions, um, when, you, when you draw a picture or use an analogy again and again or um, sort of pull threads together, that's what it does. It pulls threads together. And so the fact that the shepherds are there uh, helps to remind us right away, or it should help to remind us right away, of, of a few sort of ideas around um, Jesus and his good shepherding of us. When we, see the, when we see the shepherds there at the birth of Jesus, that should remind us right away what a good shepherd God is, what a good shepherd Jesus has been to us. Because John 10.10 10 tells us, the thief comes to kill and destroy, and I have come that you may have life in its fullest, for I am a good shepherd. This is Jesus speaking. And the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd. He does not own the sheep. And so when the wolf comes, he abandons the sheep and he runs away. And then the wolf attacks the flock and it scatters. And the man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. But I, says Jesus, am a good shepherd. And I know my sheep and my sheep know me. And just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep... I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen, and I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and they shall be one flock and one shepherd. And the reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord, and I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I receive from my father. I mean, obviously, that's Jesus later in his life, but that is applicable to us. When we hear these analogies of shepherds, when we think about shepherds, these are the kinds of ideas that should be pulling together these threads as we see the sort of tapestry of what God is doing, pulling together. Every time the birth of Jesus is discussed, the shepherds are mentioned. Whenever we think of the nativity, we think of the kings and the donkey and the star and the angels, and we think of the shepherds. And these threads pull together through the Old Testament, the New, and and to us now in this moment. It foreshadows the important role that Jesus will play as our good shepherd. It begins with the shepherds, because it has to. It begins with the shepherds, because it has to. So, the question is for us then, what difference does it make? Because we all know the story of Christmas really well and we all know the story of Easter really well. So what difference does it make when we look at who the shepherds are and why God has chosen to have them there? Does it make a difference to us? The Christmas story is one of really good news. And having the shepherds be a part of that brings hope. The shepherds can't help but rejoice and tell everyone. They're the first to be there. 
They tell others and, and they're excited and they're just common people gathered around to see the birth of Jesus. I don't know about you, but when I, I like to read the Bible and think, like, who am I in the story? Where, like, what kind of vibes am I in the story? I was telling the uh, kids at youth the other day that I think I'm a bit shepherdy. It's not a word, I don't think. Um, and they, they're like, <laughs> love it. They probably wrote it in their notes, shepherdy. But I think I'm probably a bit shepherdy, you know, just, I, although I probably would have panicked a bit more than the shepherds did. Just like out in my field, going about my life, doing my thing, uh, just common, common people, right? Uh, but this is such, such, such good news for us. And so I know, just pulled, pulled some thoughts here, right, that um, in the same way, because what does it matter? In the same way uh, that that uh, in oral traditions, when people hear certain ideas and it starts to draw things together, it should do the same for us. So every time we think of the nativity and we think of the shepherds there, we see the shepherds at the nativity, we should remember that there is room for all people in the kingdom. It should remind us every time. There is room for all kinds of people in the kingdom. And when we see the shepherds in the nativity, that we should remember the journey that David took from a shepherd boy to a king. And then even further, how that foreshadows the journey that Jesus was about to take for us. From a little baby laid in a manger to seated at the right hand of the Father, having atoned for all of our, our sin and all of our mistakes and all of our shortcomings. It should remind us when we see the shepherds in the nativity how deeply God loved us. And when we see the shepherds in the nativity, it should remind us that we have to share the good news with others, that it shouldn't just be like, yep, it's Christmas time again and we're going to talk about Jesus' birth and we're going to talk about the gospel and what a good time. It should remind us that that we are the people who are carrying that message, that we should be as excited as the shepherds to share the good news of what has happened. Because if Christmas is part three or part one of Easter, it puts us on this trajectory. It continues, it, it continues the story toward the crucifixion of Jesus and all that that means for us. And so when we see the shepherds, it should remind us. We should remember We should remember that we are the ones called to share this good, good, good news. And when we see the shepherds in the nativity, we should be reminded of the good shepherd who cares for us. Of the good shepherd who watches us in the night. Who seeks and finds us when we go astray. When we see the shepherds in the nativity, it should remind us of these things. When we see the shepherds in the nativity, it should remind us of the Lamb of God sacrificed for us so that we could have relationship with the Lord. The The shepherds are there on purpose. They're there so that we never forget. They're there to remind us of what God has done and what he is doing. So the band's going to hop up and we're going to respond to these kinds of ideas. I'm because I think I'm so creative. I, that, that, that description from, uh, from Easton's uh, Bible, I just thought, I reworded it a little. To be a little less sheep and a little more us. Like, let me, in the early morning, he leads us. He walks ahead, setting a path for us to follow. He is always present, taking care that none of us stray. And if we do stray, he seeks our heart diligently and patiently, waiting until we are found in him. He provides for us so that we never thirst again. In the darkest moment of our life, he keeps close to us and guards us through the night. The shepherds are there to remind us. 
of how good God's love for us is. That Christmas is not just a story of a baby in a manger, it's a story of the humility of God, the vulnerability of God and his willingness to love us. And the journey that that puts us on toward Easter now. I'm going to ask you to stand. Um, You can do that now. Uh, We're going to worship in a moment. But as we worship, I I just want to encourage and challenge you to ask yourself this question. Why the shepherds? Not why the shepherds in in the broader sense of community, but why the shepherds for you? What are the shepherds there to remind you of this morning? What are the shepherds in in the nativity, in the Christmas story, what are they reminding your heart of this morning? What is God uh, stirring in you through the Christmas story this morning? Is it an encouragement to share the word with others, to share the good news with others? Is Is it the first time that you have heard of this deep love that he has where he stays and protects and and his willingness to love you? Is it a reminder of how good God is, how protective he is, how caring he is? Why the shepherds for you personally this morning? It's this little quote that says, these men who watched the sheep that were meant for the slaughter received a divine message about the ultimate lamb who would take away the sins of the world through his death and resurrection. The shepherds are here to remind us. They're there on purpose. And so what is God speaking to your heart this morning? What threads are being pulled together for you this morning? That It's not just a story of Christmas and a baby in a manger and some shepherds who come and a star and some angels and some kings. What is God speaking to you about, about Christmas this morning? Or what is he challenging you to share about Christmas with somebody else? Because... Man, that's what the shepherds are teaching me this morning. The shepherds are there on purpose. It's not just so that we can see uh, the SBC kids with a cute little sheep under their arm and a shepherd's crook. And a... The shepherds are there on purpose. So what is God stirring in your heart this morning? Why are the shepherds there for you? I'm going to pray. If you would like someone to pray with you, the band's going to lead us in worship. If you'd like someone to pray with you, please come um, forward. We would love to pray with you. But... Ask God to reveal something in your heart this morning. Lord God, we thank you. We thank you that that you are orchestrating, that you are pulling the threads together in this uh, incredible tapestry. And God, we thank you for for the story of Christmas. And we ask that this morning we don't just uh, take it for granted, that it isn't just uh, a Christmas carol, that it isn't just a thing that we think about Uh, around December, but that we would see and know and understand how you uh, are speaking to us through the nativity. God, we thank you for the birth of Jesus. We thank you for the humility displayed. We thank you for the love displayed. God, we thank you for those who gathered around when Jesus was born. And we thank you for what they are reminding us, for what they are teaching us. And so God, this morning, show us Show us what the shepherds are there to remind us of. God, challenge us with the story of Christmas. Every time we see a nativity, Lord, let us see the shepherds and remember what you have done and how you have loved us and all that you are continuing to do. 
Thank you, Lord, that you are a good shepherd. Thank you, Lord, for your sacrifice on the cross. God, we love you this morning. And we thank you for Christmas. God, we thank you for loving us first. We praise you and we honour you. In Jesus' name, amen.